second episode of the My Opinion Podcast. So, as I said in the previous episode, I'll be reviewing the whole MCU, and I'm gonna now do Iron Man 2, since that's the next one. And with this one, I am going to talk about what Iron Man 2 improved upon, and where Iron Man 2 didn't improve, or needed to improve. So, let's start with the three points I made in the previous podcast, and that is the sound and costume design have to, like, work together, sound and costumes, villains and heroes of characters, and then general. Now, first of all, I'm going to talk about characters. So, characters, <laughs> the villain is really boring in Iron Man 2, I'm just going to say that, it feels like they tried to get what was special from Iron Man, and then try and translate it over into a new film with a different sort of villain, somebody who you could definitely feel for why they were a villain, but it doesn't work. Why? Well, it doesn't work because it's been done. And the way they do it is incredibly similar. Except they show stuff like how he was hired and other little details about him building this robot army. But, like, the villain, Whiplash, is very forgettable. Because, one, although his motivations are strong, he, he doesn't feel intimidating. Yes, of course, the fact that he gets out of prison, which, and the sheer amount of stuff he shares with Tony Stark, like the sheer amount of knowledge, I mean, it makes him intimidating, but then not. Why, but why, why is this? What? One reason this is, is because Whiplash just, he, he doesn't have like the sort of voice for it, because one thing I loved about, well, the, the first one, the Iron Manga, or the Tony Stark's almost father figure for the, that took over the business after his dad died, but like, he, you could tell he was a villain, but first of all, Whiplash doesn't have that sort of gruff voice, you may say I'm wrong, maybe I am, but I just didn't feel like he was in, as intimidating as the first villain, because he didn't feel like he didn't care about life. Generally, just sent droids to do his work and didn't care at all because he knew if a droid died, it wouldn't it wouldn't be irreplaceable. He could rebuild it. No. The the thing they could have how how could they have improved it? You could either have him have a deeper voice and have him talk a little bit more because he was quite silent through most of the film. 
and they probably could have made him slightly more menacing through ways of just him not caring like for example they could have done tests with uh, robots and or like machines like the Iron Man suit and then somebody died and he just didn't care sort of like how he's just like next person that would have made him more intimidating and that's one of the things I was kind of sad about with um, Iron Manga was that he fired a lot of people well he like just didn't care for a lot of people which did make him seem like more intimidating but he definitely wasn't why because he definitely wasn't intimidating as you think because he doesn't have like the lack of caring for human life or life in general next is hmm, the other villain the rich billionaire who can rival Stark now I think most of the names are forgettable because yes I've only watched Iron Man 2 once but most of the names are forgettable because they're rarely said a lot of the names are rarely said so you forget the villain's name and you just call them by their ego their alter ego for example I can't remember Whiplash's real name so I just call him Whiplash so Iron Man 2 villain names in terms of as far as that goes it's just forgettable names next is so uh yeah let me get back on track with the billionaire to rival stock now I'm just gonna go rival I just call him Stark's rival um but he he's pathetic now Obadiah Stain he had something that he had like this sort of intimidation factor that they sort of tried to swap around in this film having like although the um the terrorist group in the first film in the first time I'm film weren't that intimidating but was still slightly intimidating was good but the thing is, they swap that around in this film. They try and make the billionaire, the um, guy who's very pathetic and weak, and the um, villain, the actual villain, Whiplash. I don't know. But they try and make him more intimidating. They try and switch around the roles. Like, the terrorist is taking over the billionaire. But the thing is, it doesn't work. Why? Because... It just makes this guy who has a lot of money can put his money into anything and then just wreck a person's life. Uh, it makes him seem pathetic. He honestly shouldn't even have been in the film, honestly. If you could put Whiplash with 
Obadiah Staines, somebody who was more intimidating than Whiplash himself, he would have had that sort of um, thing from the third film, and it might have been a bit too familiar of a plot. But now I'm going to talk about characters and sound. So, goes without saying, costumes and sound still need to work exactly the same. Except from, I didn't mention this, but except from when Starks in his uh, fancy suit, there shouldn't be really any sound to that. But like costumes, like the Iron Man suit and that, have to work exactly the same. There has to be no difference between what I said in my first one, saying that sound needs to be in unison with a suit. There's got to be no difference. It has to be... Well, the suit has to be in unison with the person using it. So it has... The sound has to be... Like, it's got to be in unison with the suit. So... Of, they didn't improve upon it and then they didn't... Like totally destroy so on that part I think that's fine there's not much to talk about there but let, let's talk about the last one general things and I'm also gonna of course general involves the plot so the plot in this film was definitely more of a build up because in the first Iron Man film what I forgot to mention was that like shield you could see shield there but they were kind of a background thing and they took a more main position in the new film so I'm going to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline and then the actual Iron Man storyline so let's talk about first of all S.H.I.E.L.D. it shows the development of this company or like branch of the military but but it basically shows that they are developed and they want Iron Man on their side rather than against them although they do dismiss him you see Fury could have wanted Stark to just die from the poisoning when he's trying to find out a cure for or like a replacement anyway now I'm going to talk about like general parts of the park there is an incredible amount of talking in this part. It's it doesn't get to the part where it's boring. If you're old enough, like for example, if you watched this when you were about ten, you would have found it incredibly boring. But if you come back to it later, you're like hmm, that's interesting. So that's how that works. And like things that may have confused you from films like the Avengers if you come back to Iron Man 2 it would have explained it so what I'm trying to say is that like things that are confusing to you in some films can be explained in Iron Man 2 now <laughs> the plot of Iron Man 2 Garbage. It is 
not the best plot. But it's not the worst Marvel film by far. Um, that only goes to Thor The Dark World. That one is so shit. But, I'm just gonna say, Iron Man 2 isn't the worst, isn't the best Marvel film by far. The honor of the best Marvel film goes to film, well, goes to Endgame. But yeah, it's not the best Marvel film, and it's not the worst. The storyline is great, just there is a lot of improvements that are needed. For example, when it does get boring, like I'm talking, like I want to go to sleep kind of boring. Um, it needs to like sort of ramp it up, sort of have more of a build up. And I felt I I've watched Iron Man two now for the first time. I didn't find it like the most boring film in the Marvel universe. I didn't find it as the best. Reasons are because it's trying to explain. It's trying to like having a cause and effect and by cause and effect I mean the first Iron Man film have an effect on the second Iron Man film so a core, something that for example the palladium core that he uses in his arc reactor is now affecting him in the second film they didn't have to have that but they did now they could have said that between this like start discover the element that sort of thing rather than have an entire film around it but the thing is it took kind of a background to the actual the villains kind of took a back seat to the actual like oh stop trying to figure out like how to replace the arc reactor's energy source now it's one of the things I hate because there can be some great villains that, that if Marvel played their cards right could have made probably like long lasting villains and probably even could have been famous but like that's not the case with Iron Man 2. Marvel played their cards in a sort of weird order which not good. It's not a good film, Iron Man. Why? Well, that's just because Iron Man, we can look at films like the first Iron Man. The perfect definition. Great plot. Very simple and easy to follow. Characters and sound, stuff like that, all easy. And I've said just as I've said, it's just a great film. But here's the thing: Iron Man 2 doesn't improve where Iron Man 1 could have improved. Now, the honor of improvement goes slightly towards Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2 and 1. Because where Iron Man 1 didn't succeed in some areas, Iron Man 2 failed it. Now, what I mean by this is that areas that could have been improved from um, from the original Iron Man were not improved in Iron Man 2. 
But then again, they would. This one was probably just a money-making thing. Now, things that also take a backseat that I thought would be um, good plot points is the plot of like his suit being stolen. Uh, the Mark II being stolen by Rhodey. The government wanting the Iron Man suits just to build like a massive army of people wearing these. And all the such things like this should have gone more into detail with like the suits being used like what was sort of real other than the conference what other motivations did Sarka have did he think this might be good but if it got too out of hand it could end up like his previous like his previous failures but <sighs> something I absolutely hated with Iron Man 2 is just the fact that rather than have it rather than have just like one villain they had they could have had like a simple one villain film which would have made this film a lot well probably better if it was just Whiplash sort of making his stuff out of scrap trying to get back at Stark and not needing this rich billionaire, which it seems like it was a very cliche thing to do with Iron Man films, because the Mandarin needs another rich billionaire, the, um, Nine Circles, or whatever they're called, the terrorist group in the first Iron Man film needed Obadiah Stane, and in this film, Whiplash needed uh, the, the arrogant witch asshole. But here's the thing: if it would have been more like Whiplash coming back, more series would have just like taken what he'd done as he'd taken longer on his suit would have been better because it would have shown progression. Like there's a progression of time, but it didn't. It just had oh, Whiplash is now with an eccentric billionaire plot bomb and it with also something with Whiplash is his motivations didn't feel personal it just felt like oh I want to get back at this person because he stole his dad stole my dad's ideas oh I want to get back which is just not good Alright, so what is my overall opinion on Iron Man? I, so far, it is, in the Marvel Universe so far, it is probably at the end scale. So, it's probably at the end of the scale with other films like Endgame being at the top of the scale. But it, it is not necessarily at the very end. It's somewhere near the end. So, in that, I'm going to say Iron Man 2 isn't the worst film. 
Iron Man two just failed in a lot of areas. Alright. Thank you for listening to the My Opinion podcast.